them too Talk about everything that affects us But for Pete's sake, don't correct us Seriously Just settle in, kick off your shoes It's time to tune into The Broad Review Hello. Hello. And welcome to The Broad Review. My name is Tiffany. I'm Emily. And we are here to review things uh, of broad topics, and we're broads. And that's why we're here and why you're here to listen, because you like to listen to us. I like to listen to broad broad things, broad subjects. Broad broad shoulders. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was just thinking of things that were broad. Uh... uh broad ways broad um nope nope it's not, it's not coming to you it's not it's not happening no uh broad subjects broad vaginas <laughs> i got nothing <laughs> okay that's um that that went a place <laughs> yep that's so that's the quality content you're gonna get here on the broad review absolutely episode two of season two and please don't forget that we have awful filthy mouths and we haven't sworn yet not content for fucking children Fuck yeah <laughs> bitches so let's let's just dive right in what what did you do uh what have you been up to how's your week been how's your vegetable eating been going uh the vegetables are fine um <laughs> i didn't get any non-traditional vegetables in this box it was okay. all it was currants and taters and uh lettuce i can i can deal with lettuce some good old-fashioned iceberg lettuce it was no it was green leaf lettuce it was a little bit exotic all lettuce is green leaf lettuce but thank no, like, you you know like it's like a it's almost romaine but like it's a not, butter a butter lettuce it wasn't butter lettuce it was butter lettuce I'll is you. too thick i'll show you <laughs> butter lettuce is delicious um and then i got some apples and some bananas and some uh broccolini Ooh, which uh, it's, i mean it's broccoli it's long broccoli <laughs> they should I'm just call long it broccoli long broccoli because that's what it is but like less stocky if you will like it doesn't have quite a firm stock are you saying it's not as as chub <laughs> It's a little, it's a little narrower. It's not as broad. It's a lot longer and narrower. So it depends on if you like the li- the length or the girth in your broccoli. What broccoli you should choose. I don't eat broccoli for the stems at all. So I, why would I want it to be longer? I mean, some people like it to, you know. You're mad. I completely ignored your dick joke. I'm not letting it go though. I'm not. I'm absolutely not letting it go. <laughs> oh, congratulations! I was trying to think of. Um, two penises that i could compare broccoli to but i don't know if like they're widely known penises because like nope no i'm just gonna let it go then all right uh, I... <laughs> no it's fine it's totally fine i'm not we'll talk about this later <laughs> she's turning bright purple. red she is bright red because i have mentioned she, she said the penis what penises look like broccolini <laughs> some people look like broccolini some people look like regular cut broccoli, and some people look like acorns. It's whatever. And we are here to talk about sexual penises. <laughs> I'll, if we want to do a full episode on reviewing like celebrity penises, if fans, if that's what you want, um, let us know that because I'm in. I'm into it. Broadspod at gmail.com. <laughs> so we um, went in public together this week. <laughs> We went down out of the town, studio, got went out, out into of the, the world, house, downtown, curled our hair and everything. 
we went downtown to see a show mm-hmm. um, that was most exciting for us. Mm-hmm. It was Schitt's Creek Live. Mm-hmm. What did you think? I loved it. It it you said it too, and like it it was so surreal. Like okay, the the supporting characters and Daniel Levy maybe not as much, but. To have Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara, like, they're fucking yes. legends. I don't think I realized it until he came on stage at first, and I was like, that's, that's Eugene that's Levy. That's fucking Eugene Levy. Yeah, like, he's just here, and he's, like, being, he's, he's being, like, a dad. He's being himself. He's being, like, Dan's dad, and it's adorable. Oh, my God. And they're then so cute. Catherine O'Hara came out, and I cried. Yeah. <laughs> I, the only, one of the only criticisms that I have is I didn't hear enough from Catherine O'Hara. Let her do whatever she wants. Yeah, she could probably just do her own show by herself about the show. My, about herself. Yeah. About anything. Moira Rose live. Catherine O'Hara live. Yeah. Um, my favorite part, one of my 17 favorite parts was when they were talking about, um, Best in Show. Yeah. And they sang live in front of us. God loves a terrier. It was <laughs> adorable. I think I forgot to tell Justin about that. It was so great. They're just they're just two of the greatest, most like pure, funny people. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. They don't have to have swears and dick jokes to be funny. Some of us do. Some, and that's some fine. Of, some of us have to try some harder stuff. than others. Yeah, it was a it was a really, really fun mm-hmm. again, just fucking gold, man. These people are just Making a great show with a great heart. What's up there in Canada, eh? <laughs> this, I mean, if you think about how much really great entertainment, like movies, TV, music, everything that came out of Canada. I'm thinking of two people, R- Ryan Reynolds and Alanis Morissette. That's who I was also thinking of. <laughs> who else? Uh, Mike Myers. Okay. He's from Canada. Um, uh, Eugene Levy. <laughs> and Catherine O'Hara. <laughs> wait, are wait are they actually Canadian, or did they just make the show in Canada? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> um, Celine Dion. Oh gosh, of course. Brooklyn Heights. Brooklyn Heights. Yeah, who does not make a great Celine Dion? Uh, no. Uh, my so friend Jody's from Canada. She's great. <laughs> There's a lot of good shit out of Canada. Yeah, yeah. Ryan one... Reynolds and Alanis Morissette mostly, <laughs> but there's others. I just can't think of them. Hockey. Wayne Gretzky, respond to us on social media and let us Broadspot know at gmail.com. Your, um, your favorite Canadian, um, clearly talent. Canadian. Oh, I love. Do you know they sell that at World Market now? Yeah, yeah, I think I knew that from you. It's really good. And I'm here drinking this Trader Joe's giant thing of water, fizzy water. It's not. It's not. It's, it's clearly not clearly well, Canadian. Clearly Canadian also has, you know, like a. Four cups of sugar in it. That's oh, probably that's why it was so good. Yeah, it's delicious. That's probably why I grew up like addicted to sweet drinks. Clearly Canadian. New York five seltzer. New New York seltzer was that yeah. the other one? Yeah, this one in like the glass, little glass bottles. Yeah, yeah. those are making a comeback. Some they places. Are. They're at Whole Foods. Snapple. They like disguised it like it was fruity. Sugar. Yeah, it's like it's juice. It's healthy for you. Yeah. Nope. No juice. No, it's not. It's got something under the cap. Read the fun, fun filled <laughs> facts under the what cap. What was the Snapple lady's name? Oh, it was like Jan or something. I don't remember. I want to call her Janice. Wasn't she on cocaine? Or... <laughs> <laughs> she probably just had a lot of fucking Snapple. <laughs> she got Snapple free for the rest of her life. I've had and like... Snapples and I am wired. <laughs> and diabetes. And... 
we were talking about Shit's Creek. We were talking about Canada. <laughs> um, yeah, the Shit's Creek show. I remember the schedule came out first when they started doing it, and yeah. I cried because they weren't coming up here. Yeah. They're all in Canada, and they did. And our friend Christina got us the tickets. She did, with and her good for her for alerting us to those because yes. I would have missed it. And I mean, the show was packed. packed the Paramount was sold full out. Of adult white people yeah there was <laughs> there was not an uh non-swedish person in the entire place <laughs> no very very caucasian um very di- well honestly there weren't a besides the child that seemed to know too much about the show yeah there wasn't a ton of people like younger than us no no and that doesn't surprise me too much because even like the youngest person character in the show alexis is our age and and references things that we get from when we were in you know college yeah so i i don't think that that's true it's for a you know younger millennial it's for elder millennials elder millennials yeah it's not for a younger millennial audience and and that doesn't surprise me too Mm. much like that makes sense yeah my favorite part of course was when Noah sang the <gasps> best. How dare and he be so wonderful? The entire audience's panties came off collectively <laughs> all at the same time. It was weird. It was just like every, they were all on the floor. <laughs> every single one. Yeah. Oh, they're just, they're such, they're national treasures. They are. They're international treasures? Yes. Because they're... Hashtag yeah. international treasures. Continental treasures. Because yeah. we do share a continent. Um, yeah, just sweet, sweet people. That show that show has a really, really good heart. Yeah. And if you don't like it, Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I hope Straight that... <laughs> call her out. <laughs> I hope that you've changed your heart on it so that we can still be friends. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, and, uh, you know, I told our, our biggest fan, my mom, that she needed mm-hmm. to watch it too. And, yeah. And she was like, is this like supernatural where you tell me I have to hang on and then I hang on and nothing happens? And I'm like, no, it's not like supernatural. <laughs> Sorry, I told you to watch Supernatural. Oh, shit. I never watched that one. Yeah. I remember when you went through that phase though. I you did. did get quiet about I did. it. I did. And like, I really liked it, but like, I really liked a specific block of episodes and I don't like anything before or after. <laughs> so eh, it's tough. But this, I mean, from beginning to end, I love, yeah. love them. Yeah, it's super great. Super great. Oh, and we had some super awesome Mexican food. Yes. Still probably some of the best Mexican food I've had. Um, Also, we didn't know our waiter's actual name, but on the (laughs) receipt, his name was written down as Latin Lover. Yes. And he's not wrong. He was wearing enough Axe body spray. (laughs) I fell in love. To choke somebody. It was not the uh, house margarita that probably had 12 shots of tequila in it. Yeah, you, yeah, we got, yeah. I had 14 Diet Cokes. Oh, man, it was crazy. Yeah, we got just crazy crazy. ass time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. So what are you going to be reviewing this week? So I am going to be reviewing something that I have mentioned on this program a couple of times. And um, I'm now going to fully review it because we now have a full season of this program done. We're still behind. I don't know why we're so behind on it. It's God damn it. <laughs> I, I, I have said this before that I get mad when I am not a part of something so good because I'm <laughs> jealous and it's like, 
why why can't I be an actor on that show? I want exactly. I want to participate, and I'm not invited. End That's how I felt when they were showing the gag reel from Schitt's Creek. Exactly. I was like, I want to hang out and giggle on set with them. Right. So the show that I am going to be reviewing is What We Do in the Shadows. So yes, let's take it the back. Show. Let's mm-hmm. the, just What We Do in the Shadows. The show. Mm-hmm, let's mm-hmm. take it back in some year in the early 2000s when jermaine clement from flight of the concords yes and taika waititi yes from my dreams <laughs> from your pants from my pants uh they did a short a video short ah, i was um, like oh, okay. yeah you're all like right, all right no that was in the <laughs> early 2000s okay um and we're going around pitching this this short of what would happen if a documentary crew followed a bunch of vampires around? <laughs> First, let's assume that vampires are real. Second, let's have a documentary crew follow them around and find out what they do in their daily lives. What the fuck happens in New Zealand? I, th- Can we be a part of that too? Yeah. No. I, Jesus Christ. I, ever, they're fucking brilliant funny. and hilarious. People. So they, it finally got picked up for a movie in 2014. Uh, okay. Yes. Which is more when we came upon it. So... It was written by Jemaine and Taika, and both of them were also in it as two of the stars, two of the several stars in that movie. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, and as far as I know, and don't correct me if I'm wrong, ever, but I might be wrong. That is when I feel like Taika Waititi got on people's radar because Jemaine got on people's radar from Flight of the Concords. Yeah, he hadn't really done a lot of in front of the camera anything. At least not in the U.S. In yes. New Zealand, that may be a completely it's probably wrong on statement. their version of Law and Order. Yes. So, but here, it, that was really when people started to know who Taika was. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people saw what we do in the shadows of the movie because they saw Jermaine in it and they were like, oh, this is more of that New Zealand comedy, and also because that you know pretty much everybody except for Brett from Flight of the Concords was in that movie. Yes. Um, because there's, again, five actors <laughs> in New Zealand, and they're all in this movie. So I I did some research on the movie part of it, and I found out that it was primarily improv And I guess it took them, like, months to edit down how much footage they had. Like, months and months oh, and gosh. months and months, because they... And I'm like, please release how do we all get of it? it how do we get the raw footage i want all of it because it's so fucking funny they are so funny and they have this talent and we've talked about this before that new zealanders have this talent to make it seem like you're not acting it's effortless that you like you're so awkward or weird and you but it's funny but it's, you it looks like you're not acting yeah and it's crazy and it's awesome um one of my favorite little pieces of trivia, I, you've seen the movie, yes? Yes. Yes. I want to watch Do you remember it. Stu? <laughs> Stu was the kind of, the computer tech that was friends with the other guy that eventually became a vampire that they were like, oh, Stu teach, taught us how to use the internet. And Stu, <laughs> Stu was not an actor. They hired Stu and didn't tell him that he was going to be <laughs> acting in the movie. They thought they, no. he thought he was coming on to do like computer, like working on some of the computers on set. Oh my god! And so like him, that's that's not Stu. him acting. That's him being like deer in headlights all the time. 
And so there's just like little gems like that. And it's, it's just such a good movie. You know, they sat around giggling, like, let's not tell him. Yeah, no. Let's not tell him. And it's, oh God, it's just, there are so many things from that movie that I quote regularly. Like anytime we have spaghetti is spaghetti. (laughs) Anytime. Um, It's, there's just so many quotable lines. And if you have not seen what we do in the shadows, what is wrong movie. with you? <laughs> please, please do it. You will not regret it. It it, it remains one of my favorite movies of all time. I just remember seeing it. I think it was on like Amazon Prime Video or yeah. something. And I was like, this looks kind of funny and kind of stupid. It was Whatever. one of those movies that really yeah. only got oh, big because of word of mouth. Yeah. And we watched it and I was like, when can we watch that again yeah. immediately? Oh God, it was so funny. It's so good. Peter. So when Peter, <laughs> Peter's eight thousand years old. He's not coming he's to not, the. He's not coming. The to house meeting. meeting. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted like Peter's gonna fucking clean the house. He's not coming. <laughs> he's not. He's not coming. Um, so when I found out that they were making a TV show based on the movie, I peed <laughs> everywhere because I was excited. Because it re- at first I thought it was probably going to be an extension of the New Zealand vampires, just more of it in a TV show. But no, mm. what the TV show is, it's a documentary crew following a different house full of vampires. These ones living in Staten Island. Yeah, because they're they've they're trying to you know. Yeah, they're, I mean, why infiltrate just, everywhere? Exactly. Why only interview the ones in New Zealand? Do you want to get the ones in Staten Island too? One thing that I love is Jermaine, to this day, when he does interviews, does not admit that it's a scripted comedy (laughs) and talks about it like it is a real, actual documentary. Well, it's not very well scripted. I mean, not, not, it's not scripted, technically. It's documentary. He's like, yeah, I mean, the documentary crew where they were in danger the whole time. It's ridiculous. (laughs) He's so stupid. I love him. I love him. So it's about four vampires this Mm -hmm. time. Well, I guess the other one, the movie was about four vampires. But these are um, uh, four vampires living in a house in Staten Island, um, plus (laughs) one familiar, uh, human familiar, which we'll talk about at length. I fucking love him. (laughs) Three of the vampires are traditional vampires. So let's talk about... They're from the old country. From the old country, yes. They're all from Europe. They all have... They've been around for hundreds of years. Let's talk about each one of them. Um, we have Nandor the Relentless. And Nandor is uh, played by Kayvan Novak. And what I need you to do right now while I'm talking mm-hmm. is I need you to find his headshot for me. Okay. Because so, I need to hear your reaction. Because Some Teddy Perkins bullshit? No. No, it's actually <laughs> the opposite. I think you are going to be shocked K- with how... How do you how- spell Kayvan? K-A-Y-V-A-N. K- Just like it sounds. K-Van. Novak. What? Right? Oh How my ridiculously handsome is he? Not that Nandor is not handsome, but the actor that plays him? Uh, oh my god, he's very he's handsome. crazy handsome. So good for you, K-Van. I think it's his hairline that bothers that me in maybe. the show. And, like, he's got this look on his face the whole time where he's kind of, like, half smiling. It might also be that. The do- it's, it's a very dumb yeah. look. Um, so the story of Nandor is Nandor is, was... I can't stop looking. I know, right? <laughs> was a soldier in the Ottoman Empire. Um, he had 37 wives. He did not relent. He did not relent. 
which is why he was called Andor the Relentless. Um, and he's also a very large fan of the 1992 uh, U.S. Olympic basketball team. <laughs> Have you gotten to that episode yet? All right, you'll get there. <laughs> See, this is, this is why these little things are why you need to watch this wonderful show. Um, so that's first vampire. Second vampire is Laszlo Cravensworth played by the delightful oh. English actor Matt Berry and he's been he's one of the, he's one of the English actors that's been in everything. <laughs> um he is as a human he was an English nobleman. Um Nadja his who I will talk about next is who turned him into a vampire, very fond of vulvas. Um <laughs> and then we have oh uh Nadja love her. I'm going to butcher the actress's name, That's and I'm okay. sorry. It's I'm guessing it's Natasha. Pronounced Natasha Dimitriou. Sure, she's she's gonna come kill you in your sleep. Stunning. The, okay, so you know how I feel about the picture of her in the opening credits. Yes, you love it. I you love it. it. It makes me want to cut bangs. Yeah. Um, the episode that we watched when I was here last week, her highlighter. I need. She's so oh, fucking pretty. How is she that perfect? She is beautiful she's so beautiful beautiful and she's also beautiful as not a vampire um so she is the vampire that turned laszlo into a vampire she's also laszlo's current wife but she's always i forgot about that until yeah okay. yeah but she's always on the hunt for gregor her lost love the law lo- <laughs> i'm G- going to call G- you Greg. G- <laughs> <laughs> then so those are the three main traditional vampires then we have my favorite part of the show, which is the energy vampire, Colin Robinson, um, played by Mark. And then again, I pro porch porch. His he's got a pork chop Polish name that I can't pronounce. Um, so oh, Colin Robinson, P R O K S C H. He runs out of vowels at the end. Oh yeah, Proch. Polish, right? Yeah. Has to be. Have ever seen how we spell apple? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Colin Robinson is an energy vampire, which means he feeds on um, energy from people, negative energy, um, any kind of. He will try to bore you to suck your life energy out. Um, he is also the only one of the four vampires vampires that can walk out in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and day so, yeah, he's a day walker, and so he uses that day walking to have a, a job in a traditional cubicle type office in which he has plenty of places to feed. It makes me sleepy. He's <laughs> so brilliant in this, and it's like. What a creative change. Because there were, like, in the original movie, there were no energy vampires. No. And that is something that, that addition is so creative and so smart. Uh, Very clever. And I love it. And I love Colin Robinson, especially, (laughs) like, whenever, like, something will be happening and he hasn't said anything in a long time. And then, like, there's people fighting and all of a sudden you see that his eyes are glowing and then he's feeding because people are (laughs) arguing or people are doing whatever. And Oh, it's so good. So the show takes place in the same universe as the movie, Mm -hmm. but it's on Staten Island. Um, We learn this from an episode that you have not gotten to yet. Um... So I can't, I don't want to spoil it, but we know for a fact that they are in the same universe because some of the other vampires show up. Yeah. And also 
Um, we find out that, in fact, all vampire shows and movies are <laughs> all in the same universe. Every single one of them. All from that one episode with the guest yes. stars? Okay. Yes. I thought maybe there are the... more guest stars than you know. There oh are some that God. they've kept a very good secret. Because when they, the the episode, the last one that I watched was when they were at the club and they're introducing all the different types of vampires. Yeah. And it's like everyone that you've seen yeah. from, you know. Maybe oh after this, we go and watch that okay. episode because they're. The cameos in that particular episode. The fucking I Tom Cruise? Don't. Is it Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt? No, but they reference it. Antonio Banderas. They, so <laughs> I will watch it. Um, but we find out that every vampire movie and, and is real life. Not only is it real, oh, yeah. oh, but gosh, it's real yeah. life. And they're all connected. Not only <laughs> that, that the actors that played them are also actually all vampires. So it's, it's just fucking genius. Um, so there's some humans that we encounter in the show. Hmm. The main human being Guillermo. Guillermo. And B- Guillermo is played by Harvey Gulian. Why do you guys have such hard last names to pronounce? Don't be racist. <laughs> Jones. <laughs> Fucking Jones. Harvey Jones. Is what Carlson. <laughs> um, so he is Nandor's familiar. And for those of you that are not familiar with what a familiar is, get that. Get that. Get that what I said there? Familiar. I did. I did. Sorry, I had a mouthful of yeah. You would have laughed if you clearly were Canadian. At that I thought about doing a spit take, but there's some <laughs> expensive equipment next to me. <laughs> so, um, if you don't know what a familiar is, it is think of it as like a vampire assistant, and yes. they are a vampire assistant that is human, so they can do all of the things that vampires would need done during the day: cleaning up bodies, getting things, <laughs> getting. Uh, party decorations getting virgins creepy paper Um, creepy paper um and the the reason that they are familiars is because they are promised that with however many years of service eventually they will be turned into vampires themselves yeah so guillermo works very very hard to make sure that nandor's needs are met um and then hoping that one day he'll become a vampire just like Antonio Banderas because that's what he wants to be um the actor who plays Guillermo Harvey is so good he's so sweet he's so good oh, he's, God, he's so, so sweet. sweet in real life too oh, the interviews him. with him like it it's honestly like he make he, he's like he's happy to be alive like Aww. he's just like yeah I get to be part of the show he's just he's so like awesome. which is exact opposite from how he is in the show in the show he's very like shy and subdued and just timid, what he says very, and timid. Yeah. but Obedient. no he's like super fun and oh i love him i love love him it's he's so cute and he's a great addition to the show yeah and the season finale um reveals something about him <gasps> that i'm not gonna spoil but it it definitely leads into season two and his continuation of his story really really oh. well so yeah it's oh, i'm excited i these these episodes, one thing that's really great about this show is these episodes can all be watched independently of one another. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you just, like, skip around, you're not really behind because there's some stories that relate. Yes. But not like a normal show. Yeah. It's it's mostly... I'm not going to miss an important plot no, point. No, it's ended at the end of the episode. So, um, he, but his story is, is definitely going to continue in season two, and I'm very excited to see. Awesome. Uh, Jenna is another human that we discover and learn about um jenna is played by beanie feldstein 
Beanie. Yes, who right now is getting crazy famous because yes. of Booksmart. Yes. Um. So she obviously had filmed this before Booksmart and before her ever coming fame. Yes. So she... Uh, what play- else has she been in? Sorry to interrupt you. Because she's very recognizable. She's been in... Uh, do you remember the Neighbors movies? I didn't see those. She was in that. Um, the second one. Okay. The sorority one. Um, other things. Probably indie stuff. She yeah, seems yeah. To be more of an indie actress. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I'll IMDb when you're done yes. talking. <laughs> um, so she plays Jenna, who is uh, somebody who uh, is in a LARPing group with Guillermo, <laughs> where Guillermo finds virgins to bring home for Nandor. <laughs> Um, but Nadia, instead of killing Jenna, starts to feel sorry for her and tries to help her become a more assertive human, um, and then gets so angry at the men around Jenna that are being mean to her and ignoring her that she decides, Nadia decides to give Jenna the ability to be a vampire so she can become a sexual dynamo. Oh, that's right. She becomes a stupid baby vampire. (laughs) (laughs) That's another thing that I love. Um... So she turns her into a vampire and we start to see the transition between what happens when a human turns into a vampire and also what happens when somebody figures out that they're a vampire and what they do with that power. And she doesn't really, she doesn't really. Oh, like. I'm excited to it's see really it. It's really good. Um, so I do want to talk about some of the writers on the show. Mm. Obviously, we could talk about Taika for an hour. Welcome to the Taika podcast. He's the sexiest man alive. True. I think that he should be voted sexiest man alive. Peoplemagazine.com. Um he is the man of my dreams. <laughs> and uh, I love him. <laughs> End of podcast. No, uh and so Taika and Jermaine obviously wrote some of the episode. They directed some of the episodes uh, too, but they didn't do the whole thing. They didn't just slap their name on it. They actually were involved. Yes. Good for them. Yes. Uh, I, and I feel like that's something that Taika does. He doesn't do, like, he doesn't just... He doesn't half-ass anything. No, he doesn't. No. Not with that ass. No. He doesn't half-ass <laughs> anything, including... Oh. Bring it back. Bring oh, it on oh back. God. Okay, it on I'm back. sorry. I was gone there for a minute. <laughs> um, another writer on the show, um, her name is Stephanie Robinson. She wrote uh, at least one episode, maybe two. Um, I brought her up because she wrote episodes for Atlanta. Oh. Yeah, she's one of the writers from Atlanta. She did not write the Teddy Perkins episode. <laughs> I knew you were going to ask, and I wrote, I looked. No, because I know who wrote that. <laughs> I made sure that she didn't. Which one I, did she write? Uh, there were a bunch of them. Oh, I'll have to it go It wasn't look. just one. It was several. Okay. Every one bought the Teddy Perkins episode. <laughs> um, and then there was, uh, my, so my favorite episode of the season, I showed it to Tiffany last week, was the orgy episode. <laughs> um, oh my God. Goddamn. It is genius. And oh. that was written by someone named Marika Sawyer, and she is an SNL writer. Oh, So she doesn't wow. have a ton of credits, but that episode... I hope that that she, Jesus. she deserves awards. God, that was funny. Because it was <laughs> so good. So very good. So overall, if you can't tell, I hated this fucking show. It's so, so the awful. worst show I've ever seen. No, <laughs> I love it. I love everything about it. I'm so excited that they got picked up for season two. Yes. Um, I... I would love it if Taika would just take over everything. <laughs> he should do every Marvel movie from now on. Let him do Star Wars. 
Taika Star Wars? Hell yeah. I don't even care. I don't even care if if he fucks with the story. Just let him do whatever he wants. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) What? No. No line. That's the line. There's a line. Star Wars is the line. There's there's not a line in front of my vagina, though. <laughs> God, Legally not. It's on paper. Yeah. <laughs> not her vagina. The the list. The top. Let's let's he not is, forget the top five no, celebrities he, that he, Emily's allowed to cheat on her husband with. Exactly. Because he also has five. He is on the list and he will forever be on the list because and he is the first member of that list that wasn't like developed as a younger version of me oh. like liking like robbie williams i've liked him since the 90s mm-hmm. right and then just have continued to like him same with uh colin farrell um but taika was an, a new addition to that when yeah. i finally started being like that salt and pepper hair like <laughs> older men are a little bit sexy that like, i'm kind of into it and i'm into him because he's hysterical you could go down a rabbit hole for hours watching his interviews yes. about Thor Ragnarok, about this movie. It's just great. Wasn't there, it was either an Instagram or a Twitter that was just pictures of him falling asleep on the set of Ragnarok? Yeah. There was a picture of him and Mark Ruffalo and Chris, Chris Hemsworth and... Um, Jeff Goldblum? No. Uh, fucking Tessa? Ugh. He's also on my list. Not Michael Fassbender. Um, oh god how were they all in the same place they were all laying down together and uh, Loki fucking Loki Tom Hiddleston oh I was like wait what is the other okay yeah they were all like spooning each other and I came (laughs) how is that I seriously have pictures like there's like cute little shots of like Taika and Jeff Goldblum or I have them saved on my phone because one day when I redo uh, my office bulletin board and it becomes the true vision board, <laughs> uh, those are going on there. Your vision is that you want to be Taika slash it's Jeff Goldblum. Just, it's just like <laughs> things that bring you joy, right? Like if you're working and you're stressed out and you're like, that's funny. Taika. Do you remember when I had the Mad Men picture, the Mad Men freaking John Hamm cover of a magazine on my I desk do for remember like that. months? And every time somebody walked in, they'd comment on it and be like, yes. Yes, that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of, and I'm gonna pause the review for a second. Um, you know the the auto complete interview videos that they have that they do like. That no, they, you know I'm bad at. You, that's another one. The YouTube. There's one with John Hamm and David Tennant together <gasps> answering questions about themselves, and I was like, Tiffany needs this in her life. Oh my god, you will love it. Is it from? Like recent, like yeah, good, omens, good press? omens. Yeah, mm. yeah. So you need to look that up. Okay, okay. So overall, I love what we do in the shadows. I highly encourage you to watch it. It's hysterical. Yes. We all know energy vampires in our lives. <laughs> Mine is our CPA. Good lord. Oh my gosh. Are we allowed to mention the emotional vampire? We can mention the yes. There is also in one episode they have introduced that there is also such that thing as an emotional was vampire. So funny so funny and you, oh my god like everybody knows somebody like that yes it's it's so amazing so genius such a good well-written show impeccably acted so i'm gonna give it five out of five creepy paper <laughs> creepy paper <laughs> oh, oh my god creepy paper that's when i was like this show is fucking clever it's creepy paper creepy paper <laughs> so that's what we do in the shadows. oh what did you i'm excited to get um back to that 
I miss it. Um, so accidentally on theme as usual, that should be the name of our podcast, <laughs> accidentally on theme. Um, you know, vampires are technically, wait, are zombies the undead or vampires the undead? Who are the undead? Well, they're both the undead. They're both the undead. Ways. Okay. Well, um, two of my things have to do with, I'm doing like two mini-ish things. Um, is that okay? No. Get the fuck out <laughs> Go of here. Home. It's rush hour traffic. Can I hang out? <laughs> Can I just sit in the bathroom for a little while? I'm going to Burt's Tavern. One day I'm going to. You're going to be like, we'll Tiffany, go. why were you late? We will go. But it's always packed. And so like, you it's know busy. that it's a bunch of townies. And we're going to walk in and it's like record scratch. I love townies. We go dressed like this, not how we were dressed on Wednesday. Mm-mm. No calf hair high no, heels. No aesthetic. <laughs> no Moira Rose aesthetic. Oh my goodness. Do you have like um like an American flag shirt or something I could wear? I definitely do. Okay. I have a, a shirt with a cat on it that says uh, a meowica. No way. I do. I need that. That's for the Maybe like an eagle, a Seahawk shirt. Okay. So anyways, um, I'm, I am going to review two things and you have to sit here and listen to it. Oh, so um, the first one I wanted to review because um, it was just kind of like a big part of my life. Um, and something that I was excited to do. Um, and I, it's about a book and I went to a reading and book signing, um, of a book by one of my favorite bloggers, Mm -hmm. which I know that is a loaded statement because blogging became a monstrosity in, oh, about 2000. See, I started in 2012 and promptly quit like a year and a half later. As we all did. Um, yeah, it, it, the mommy blogger thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's not what this is about. But this is about the OG mommy blogger, um, which she was always so much more than that. She, that's how I got into her because obviously I'm not out there looking for mommy bloggers. Yeah. I can't relate. Um, but I was able to find um, an online sort of um, role model slash personal hero in Heather B. Armstrong. And her blog is, uh, deuce, D-O-O-C-E, deuce.com. And she was also the first person to ever get fired from her job for blogging about her job. Oh, (laughs) that's a fun little fun fact. Yeah. So she's been blogging like way, 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 way long time. And so I started following her in about 2007. And this is kind of when I discovered the blog in general, Mm -hmm. like, oh, people, okay, people write about whatever they want. Cool. Um, It's also, that was around the time I started following Go Fug Yourself, (laughs) which still remains one of my all-time favorites, Um, which some celebrity just tried to take a stand against them. Yeah, that was a little bit of drama. Who was that? Um... Give me, keep talking. Keep, I'll think about it. I'm gonna just scream it in a couple minutes. No, I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm, okay, so um, Heather B. Armstrong, always with the B. Um, she she writes about her kids. You know, she she writes about family life. Um, but in my sort of worldview, what I really caught on was because she wrote a lot about mental health. Mm-hmm. And after she had her first daughter, she had. Um, a very severe episode of um, postpartum depression Mm -hmm. um, that she was hospitalized for and was very candid about. And the way that she spoke about um, her medication, what she was going through, what what she did, um, it was very eye-opening to me because just a couple years earlier was when I 
first started taking medication mm-hmm. and didn't really have uh, – you didn't really talk about it because no, there, there was, was a stigma. huge stigma. And I was pretty young. I was fairly young. Um, but so finding someone online that was writing what I was feeling – I was like, oh my God, yes, mm-hmm. yes, you you are um, you are who I aspire to be. Um, turns out she's a really entertaining writer and she's written a few books. A lot of them have been based on her blogging. Um, this one in particular wasn't. So that that is one thing that separates it from those. I liked them. I bought a couple of them, but it was it was just basically blog posts re re-put right. into book form. Um But her writing style, the, you know, just sort of narrative, but like really fucking funny. Um, Her use of caps lock has stuck with me throughout (laughs) the years. Um, So I I have always really admired this human. And so I follow her on Instagram and she's been on a book tour and she posted that she was coming to Seattle. And so I got super excited, but I was like, I'm not going to go downtown by myself. (laughs) <laughs> Ever for any reason, unless there's Mexican food involved and my Latin lover, um, I just uh, I'm just not going to go downtown by myself. Well, then she posted where it was, and it said Kenmore, and I see the sign downtown to Kenmore when I'm in uh, coming to visit you. So I'm like, that's not downtown. So I look no. up this bookstore, and it's 30 minutes from my house, basically a straight shot, like just 5:22 all the way there. Do, yeah. do, do. Kenmore's the burbs. Yeah. Five, 522. Yeah. Um, also, I got to go through the downtown area of your town. Super cute. Lots of breweries. I was like, this is a great little day trip for me. I say day trip. <laughs> um, so I was like, I can go there by myself. That's totally fine. I don't have to take any freaking toll bridges or freeways or park downtown. Um, so I went and... Um, Got there early, of course, because that's what you do. You do. You do. And then I bought the book because I didn't have the book yet. Because um, I wasn't uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to do it. But then you go to the book signing, you have to have you the, book. Buy the book. I don't want to be rude. What are you going to do when I'm signing? You're like, can you sign my hand? Yeah. This poor lady was there and she's like, I have it on my tablet. Can she sign my tablet case? And I was like, get a piece of paper. Buy the fucking book. Also... Yeah, and I'm a big ebook person from the library, yeah. but if I'm going to go to book signing. Anyways, yes, exactly. anyways, anyways. So, okay, so let's get into the book. Um, it is called The Valedict... I can't talk. The Valedictorian of Being Dead. And um, Heather B. Armstrong um, has always joked about what she has the strong mental urge to have to be the best at everything. Okay. So she's always joking about being the valedictorian of everything. She was actually the valedictorian of her high school class. Um, but that's also kind of when she noticed that she had mental health issues. Yeah. Because <laughs> there was like a level of obsession and then a level of depression that would come yeah. from... It wasn't just, a, I want to be the best at life. I have to be. I have to be or I'm going to die. Um, so Valedictorian of Being Dead is the book. And what it is about is um, a experimental trial treatment for uh, severe depression, um, treatment resistant depression. So you've tried everything you can. You've tried a couple types of pills. They don't want you to try too many, apparently. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I laugh because I've been on the same one for like, I don't know, 10, no, not 10 years. I don't know. And I'm like, should I switch? My doctor's like, I don't care. (laughs) Thanks, doctor. Does it work? 
Who knows? Why am I crying in every TV show I watch? <laughs> um, so uh, treatment-resistant depression. Um, so very, very severe depression. So um, through the University of Utah, um, she did this trial. And this book is basically recapping her journey through this. Mm-hmm. Um, her depression was so severe that she was saying she didn't want to live. She She wasn't thinking about killing herself, but she didn't want to continue her day-to-day life, Yeah, which is an interesting kind of um, thing that the brain can do. Um, and she has two daughters, um, husband left her a few years ago. You know, she's she been through a lot. Yeah. Also severe online bullying. This woman for years, years has been like targeted by, oh, probably just fucking bitchy, angry housewives. Yeah. <laughs> terrible, terrible. So, um, so I, I think it, she said it was 18 months and she just could not get out of this. And she was going to therapy and taking her medication and doing all these things she needed to do. And nothing was working. And so she went to her psychiatrist one day to get a refill of her prescription because, um, in some States you have to see a psychiatrist to get your pills. You have to see them every six months. Okay. Um, and so they won't just give them to you. You have to check in and be like, do you still need this? Do you still need this dosage? Whatever. And he could see that it wasn't working. And he was like, let me tell you about this trial study that's going on at the University of Utah where, you know, she lives in Utah. Um, She's not a Mormon mommy blogger, by the way. She's (laughs) ex-Mormon mommy blogger. But I'm sure the Mormon mommy bloggers... um, Probably hate her. Probably fucking hate her. (laughs) Probably do, yeah. Um, So uh, she was going to be the third patient in this trial. And third ever, third ever. So this is like brand new experimental treatment for depression. And it was done at a um, clinic where they do ECT, which I didn't realize that they still did electroconvulsive therapy to this day. But this is what some people need if you have resistant treatment, resistant depression, um, which I think it's something like one in three or one in four people who suffer from depression go yeah. through phases of treatment resistant. Um, uh, but ECT has really bad side effects because, you know, you're shocking your brain. <laughs> yeah. So doctors are trying to figure out ways um, to not have that type of therapy just to recreate it in maybe a less harmful way. Right. Um, this is where we get into microdosing mm-hmm. um, and things like that, which I think sound kind of cool <laughs> what is it ketamine ketamine yeah. man there was a guy at this book signing that had done the ketamine treatments and it worked for him but it doesn't work i, I yeah. don't know what the stats are i actually didn't look into it but um and it's not available to everybody right these no. things are new so not everybody can get them um, i mean i can get you ketamine if you want it. <laughs> I'll get it for you. That'll be microdose. Did you take like a tiny bit, like a tenth? <laughs> was it like one one hundredth of a dose of ketamine? I don't know. If you want to do a bunch of ketamine and watch microdose. TV, I'll do that <laughs> for you. For me. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate your sacrifice so much. Um, so instead of doing ECT, this study aims to test the antidepressant effects of, I'm going to say it wrong, propofol. Are you familiar with the drug propofol? Um, I watch a lot of forensic files. Yes. So I'm familiar with propofol. What do they use it for in forensic files? To kill people. Oh, <laughs> like Michael Jackson, right? Is it, it's an so, anesthetic drug. Yeah, it's an anesthetic, but um, mm-hmm. it 
is one of those drugs that doesn't show up on a normal tox screen on an autopsy. So it's a good way um, that uh, propofol and succinylcholine. um, If I ever (laughs) am going to kill uh, my husband, that's what I'm going to shoot for. Oh my God. Because it's just boop, little boop, and you're dead. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so I am actually familiar with Propofol because okay. of that Not show. just because of Michael Jackson. No. Because in a poor thing, in every press tour, she's like, yeah, it's a Michael Jackson drug. <laughs> I didn't know Michael Jackson had anything to do with it. Um, That's what his doctor was giving him to sleep at night. It gave him a little too much. Uh, The fuck? Right. Really? Yes. It was Propofol? Yes. Fuck. Right. That's fucked up. So this drug um, apparently can have some... Uh, positive antidepressant effects um, with your neurotransmitters and all this biochemical stuff that I remembered from college, those words. And I was like, I hated that. So we're not going to get into that. Um, But basically what they did was they gave her a level of propofol that put her in a medically induced coma for 15 minutes, 10 times. You can't just do it once and have your brain fixed. So they put you in a medically induced coma where your brain shows no activity for 15 minutes. It's lower than the level of sedation that you're in for surgery. So in one of the parts of the book, she, her mom, you know, like told her like what happens while, you know, what happens while I'm down and oh my God, if you want to cry your face off her mom talking about this, she's like, I watched you die. I watched your body go limp. I watched you die. But I knew that we had to do this. There was no other That's way out of this for you. Crazy. Yeah. She's like, you'd be sitting there, you'd have your arms on your chest, and you'd just go limp. And you would you just die. Um, so the doctor, the first time they did it, he took her up to the monitor. And he was like, this, is, this level of brain activity is where we can uh, cut into a person. This is where we can do surgery. And then he pointed down almost all the way to the bottom and was oh. like, this is where we're taking her. So it's the lowest, lowest amount, basically, before your brain death. That's fucking crazy. Crazy. And it, it was a big, scary thing. She's got the two kids. Yeah. Uh, because what if they can't get her out of it? But imagine being so right. hopeless that it's That's like, nice. I will literally die yeah. 10 times in order to feel better. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, she talks about... The process of going there and checking in. And every time she checked in, she had to do a questionnaire. Um, And, you know, they're asking the last time you had sex and like all this stuff. And she cracks a bunch of funny jokes (laughs) about that because she was single at the time. Um, So she was doing this uh, three times a week and her mom and stepdad drove her. She had to have somebody watch the girls. And then, um, you know, she had to like fast for 20 hours before i think it was she like bye kids i'm gonna go die now yeah somebody <laughs> asked her that um you know what did she tell she them? told them her oldest daughter is um i want to say she's like i don't think she's of driving age yet i don't think we've gotten there and follow this i have followed this child since she was a freaking baby mm-hmm. it's insane i think she's like 13 or 14 and she didn't tell her exactly what was happening just that she was trying a new treatment and it was going to be really hard, but it was going to make her feel better. And her daughter knew, you know, yeah. her mom's dead in the eyes. Yeah. So she was like, I just want you to be happy again. Oh, my God. Heartbreaking. So uh, it was around the fifth treatment when uh, she realized it was working, that, she, that just it just snapped, turned around. And 
I think it was something like she cracked a joke to somebody like at the pharmacy or whatever and was just like, oh my God. Oh my God. I haven't casually joked with somebody in public in forever. And then the next day she just got up, took a shower, fixed her hair, put jewelry on, put makeup on. And her mom came over and was like, oh my God, (laughs) you're in clean clothing. Like you've showered. And she was just like, oh, oh my God, it worked. Wow. And so then she finished it out. And for the people that were in her trial, I think there were 10 total um, by the time she finished, um, six of them had positive results. That's incredible. Yes. Yes. Um, and so the, the entire book really details why she needed to do this, that how crazy of a decision it was to do it. Um, going through the process, her mom supporting her, um, her mom is just like an actual angel. Mm-hmm. Um, her brother and sister went and watched a treatment once and they talk about it and it's it's absolutely crazy and I just cannot ever imagine being in a place where I, that fucking hopeless where it's like yeah kill me 10 times but at the same time it's good that they're developing therapies that yes if that ever does happen yes there may be options in the future there are so many options and so you know she she says she didn't just write this book for funsies, mm-hmm. right? She wanted to really raise awareness about this treatment. That was another reason why she's doing the press tour and the book tour right. is because it's still not, you know, approved. So they need people to know that this treatment exists. They need people to be willing to do it. Um, to, you have to be qualified to do it um, and be willing to do it um, and have the support system to be able to get through the whole um, treatment cycle. Um, so it was a really... It was a really hard book to get through. It made me realize how how fortunate I am that I've never been in that bad of a place um, and that my, you know, depression and anxiety is relatively manageable. Right. You know, there's days where I don't want to get out of bed, but I will. And maybe that's the medication at work. Um, so I felt compelled to talk about this. I felt compelled to talk about this because... Raising awareness is one of the most important things. True. Raising awareness, breaking the stigma, um, and letting people know that there are possibilities for treatment if you find yourself in that hopeless of a place. Yeah. Emily will get you ketamine. I'll get you, I'll <laughs> give you whatever ketamine you need. You just yes. tell me and give me the money up front. I'll get it yeah. for you. <laughs> and <clears throat> excuse me. Also, she I got to meet one of my personal heroes. Mm-hmm. And I think I was like 15th in line. I was like, what am I gonna say? What am I gonna say? She cried through the whole reading and she was like, I'm fine. I'm happy. I'm fine. This is just so emotional. Like this whole thing is she came out crying and, uh, you know, then you're immediately crying and then everybody starts telling their sob stories and a lot of them are about kids. And that scares me so freaking much. And like it runs in their family. So her kids, you know, one of her daughters, she's really worried about her brother's kids. She's super worried about, um, Oh, I didn't, I forgot about this part. They think that they have traced back to where the mental health issues started. And it was her great, great grandma. Oh. And I forgot her name and that is a freaking sin. It was a super cute Southern name. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I could die right now. Um, and she talks about what she went through. And, you know, she ended up in a freaking, what are, a, they weren't called psych wards. Asylum. But, asylum. 
because they didn't know any better back in the 60s and 70s. And so she's, you know, she was like, this is for her and this is for our family and future generations. So super, super um, dark topic. Um, Very, very important thing to talk about. And I got to do her justice because she's definitely a personal hero. She hugged every person in line. Aww. And I was, I just went up there and I was like, I don't know how you're doing this. And she, she's like, I have to, I have to let yeah. people know that they're, they are going to be okay. And that you need to be here. Yeah. No matter what your brain is telling you, because your brain is broken and your brain doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it's just broken. Like, yeah. and one other important thing that she said that always sticks with me, because we all have bad days. We all have shit days. We all have, are sad. You can go through a sad time. And it is not the same thing. And I struggle with that when I'm on Instagram and I see people that are like, oh, I'm depressed. And it's like, no, yeah. you're, you're just, you're just having a shit day because you made some bad choices. Yeah. So anywho's, I will get off that horse right now. <laughs> That's a fair horse. Though. That's oh God. I love that horse. Um, so the book itself, um, I'm going to give it a three out of five. Um, you know, it is fascinating, fascinating. The story is a five out of five for sure. And I couldn't think of a rating scale that wasn't disrespectful to the story. Fair enough. We'll just, you can just use numbers this time. <laughs> Doses of propofol. <laughs> Too soon. Um, yeah. So if you are in um, any way, shape or form interested in mental health awareness, I would highly suggest um, following her story, reading this book, spreading the word about the study because... Help is out there. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy. And speaking of dying. <laughs> speaking of death. Speaking of dying. Gosh, this is another dark topic. Creepy I'm going to dark creepy paper. <laughs> uh, the show I would like to review, if it's okay with you and we're good on time, and this is not 75 it's hours our long. It's fucking show. We can it's make like, it be as do long as it is. Let's talk about everything. Um, well, you know, my list of shows to talk about is super long right now because yeah. of the hiatus. I had some, I didn't have a lot of downtime. I needed to watch a show to clear my brain. Um, so the show that I am going to talk about, um, came out, I don't remember when it's not important. It wasn't that long ago. It was about a month ago. Um, and it was on Netflix and it is dead to me. Yes, 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 yes. Have you watched I've only seen the first episode so far because I had known that you had already watched it. And I was like, this is a show that I could probably review. Yeah. Because it, first of all, the cast, love the cast. So I, but now that you're reviewing it, I'll watch the rest of it. You can just watch it and enjoy it. Um, It's 10 episodes, 30 minutes long. And it is written and aired in a way that you will have to binge through it this Mm -hmm. isn't like i can watch a half an hour every now and then no you're like every episode there's either a twist or there's a cliffhanger or something happens and i was reading an article today trying to catch up on notes for this that was talking about how that's like a poor show design and i'm like i fucking finished that in like three days how is that a poor show design that is an excellent show design and i get that especially for a platform like netflix yes that's what it's designed to do that's what you're supposed to do um it was just like oh it just felt so obvious no shit fuck you You want people to watch your show you're obvious get your record player karen (laughs) 
Oh my god. It's probably the same Karen. God, Karen. Oh, my husband has a record player. We usually listen to the Beach Boys. Oh my god, Beach Boys music is featured in this show. Okay, so Dead to Me on Netflix is executive produced by Liz Feldman. Not a well-known name, but she's done some great stuff, um, including Two Broke Girls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say her name first because the other ones are Will Ferrell and Adam McKay. And then there were a couple other names I didn't recognize. So they they EP'd it, and Liz Feldman had, you know, a very, very heavy-handed role in this. Um, I believe she was actually the writer. Because she said that she wrote this. She was in a very dark and strange, weird time in her life. Um, a cousin suddenly passed away. Mm-hmm. And so, she, you know, as a creative, what do you do with something like that? Yeah. So she created a dark comedy mm-hmm. about grief basically um and i i do really really like how this show dealt with grief because it was a dark comedy and you on one hand have one character who's like fuck this grief counseling this is so stupid i'm not gonna come here i'm gonna go to the grief retreat and i'm gonna get drunk and have sex with another widow and then you have somebody else who's sort of feigning grief but grieving other losses in her life Mm -hmm. and is actually trying to seriously deal with it um so the two main characters are jen who is played by queen christina applegate let's take a moment to talk about christina applegate first of all bitch is 47 years old so good what have i been doing with my time jesus christ (laughs) she looks amazing she she looks amazing um and this is probably one of the most emotional roles I think we're ever gonna we've seen her in mm-hmm. um, because she's usually she's done comedies. Um, can we talk about the sweetest thing? One of my all time favorite fucking. Can movies. we watch that again sometime yes, soon? Yes, we oh can my do gosh. that on Family Fun Night, Family yes. Fun Fridays. Uh, the sweetest thing, a women driven raunchy comedy. Yes, that was it's like the so first. That was like pre bridesmaids, like, and it's super raunchy. Yeah. I, love I it. forgot about the penis song until there was like <laughs> some sort of like retrospective article about like the anniversary of the sweetest thing. Yeah. And I was like, first of all, I think it was like 15 years or something. And I was like, why? Oh my God. That's another one of those movies that I, I quote daily. Oh my God. We'll watch it again. Yes, yes, yes. Let's watch it soon. Um, so you actually get to see her go through like really heavy emotions in this. And it was really good. Mm-hmm. She really got to show off her acting chops in this. And I hate when people say acting chops, and I'm so embarrassed that that just came out of my mouth. Her chops. Her chops. <laughs> She's a good actress. She really got to show it off. Because um, every uh, not everything else, I'm, I'm sure there's things I'm not thinking of. Um, obviously, Kelly Bundy, worship. Yeah. Hello. Queen of all time. Uh, one of my all-time favorite movies, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Fucking classic. Oh, my God. Right on top of that, Rose. Such a classic. Jesus. Best movie. Um... What else? What else? Uh, the sweetest thing, obviously. Veronica Cordingstone, obviously. We know she's fucking funny. <laughs> she's so funny. She's so funny. Um, another show that she was in, which didn't last as long as it should have, was called Up All Night. And it was her. And it was Bojack Horseman. Will Arnett. <laughs> Bojack. It was her and a horse. Bojack Horseman in He's real life. I'm still mad at him for divorcing Amy Poehler. Yeah. I'll always be mad about that. Yeah. Maybe it was her. Who knows? Um, but it is... Her and Maya Rudolph. 
And Maya Rudolph is like an Oprah type talk show character. And uh, Christina Applegate is, I don't know, I can't remember if she's her producer or assistant or something. It was one of the funniest shows ever. It has to be on some streaming service now. Yeah. Let's find it. Never heard it. Really good. Um, So we have seen her be funny and charming and darling, but in this, she is just, oh my God, you just feel everything that she is doing on screen. Um, The other goddess of dead to me is somebody who I have a severe girl crush on, and it came from a weird place. Uh, It's Linda Cardellini. She's wonderful. Uh, So darling. Uh, She's 43. Mm -hmm. I just like to say that because, again, ladies, wear sunscreen. (laughs) (laughs) Wear your sunscreen. I am not far behind them, and I went out looking for a hat today to wear to a baseball game because I started taking care of my skin way too late. (laughs) They just, they're so stunningly gorgeous and radiant women. Um, So Linda Cardellini from Freaks and Geeks. Mm -hmm. Um, ER? Oh. I don't remember ER enough. I, that was we yeah. were too young for ER to yeah. be something that we wanted to watch when there was other TGIF on. Yeah, duh. Grandma's boy. Fuck yes. Yes. Another the, one of my favorite movies. She's the hot producer. Yeah. This is not how that works. Um, Mad Men is where I was like, this chick is rad. She plays like a sad housewife, a sad fancy housewife in Mad Men. Mad Men. Mad Man. Mad Men. Um, she's actually nominated for an award for her role in that, which is kind of crazy. Yes. Uh, she yes. got to sleep with John Hamm. Good for her. Um, and Bloodline, which was one of my favorite Netflix series. So good. Um, oh, and of course, duh, she's Hawkeye's wife in the Avengers. Duh, her most important role. She, she had to be married to that guy. Um, he was so mad. He, pause. He killed a lot of people. Just and like they all got brought back, but that doesn't erase all of the horrible shit that he did while they were gone. Was Are he ever going like to talk a, about that? Um, I totally forgot about that. Because like he was a vigilante, but I mean he, he was still, doing like a Punisher type yeah, thing. Yeah, but you like you can't do that. Like there's due process and shit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I wonder if he's ever going to be like, oh, BT Dubs, I killed two thousand people. Yeah. Hmm. And they all came Continue. back to life. Continue. <laughs> and black widow amen um so christina applegate is jen linda cardellini is judy and so the show opens episode one just kind of really sets the tone where jen is going to be this deadpan high strung uptight cold woman who lost her husband Mm -hmm. in a hit and run accident um, it happened very late at night. He was out running and got hit by a car and the car left him. And so Judy and Jen meet at a grief counseling session that takes place on this gorgeous veranda, if you will, yeah, overlooking the Pacific Ocean. They're somewhere in the Newport Beach area. I can't afford that shit. Uh, yeah. So they're they're going to some some pretty fancy counseling. And, you know, Jen's scoffing at it. And she she talks about how she doesn't want to be one of those Xanax, Xanax riddled Mm -hmm. mom bees. And then it like flashes to this lady who's like, glossy eyed, like, (laughs) oh, what are you saying? Um, So they they end up bonding at this counseling session. They become really good friends. Um, They don't, Jen doesn't sleep. Judy says she's up late. I think she just wanted an excuse to hang out and talk to Jen. So they talk on the phone for hours at night, which I used to do that to one of my friends in college. <laughs> They're like, hang out with me. Yeah. Cool. 
or we would like call each other during commercials watching the real world and talk about it. Um, so they bond over like phone calls. They watch the facts of life and drink wine. They become such good friends that Judy ends up moving in with them. Mm-hmm. Um, Judy could not be more opposite. She like works at a nursing home. She meditates. She's got like crystals and she's like who I want to be. Um, and I'm really hoping that after my next haircut, I get a little bit more of that wave back so I can have Judy's hair. Yeah. And see, it's funny they said, cause Jen is who I want to be. Honestly, th- th- this is like, yeah, it's, she it's is crazy. as, as negative and hateful as I want to be <laughs> in my life. So uh, not disagreeing, but like when she was like laughing at the grief counseling session, I was like, that's Emily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so if the first episode establishes their friendship and then you find something out at the end of episode one that just, just blows everything out of the water. And so the rest of the series follows, follows twists and turn. And this happens. And will Jen find out this about Judy and Jen finds out some things about her husband. Uh, you learn why he was out running late at night you know, all of these things happen. I really, really don't want to spoil anything because it's so super twisty yeah, and good. Don't spoil it. Um, it's so super twisty and good that my older sister, Jennifer, who is not an avid TV watcher because she's usually watching things with the kids. Yeah. Um, she like totally binged the series like between at the gym and like locking herself at the bedroom at home <laughs> like totally watched the series in two days and I was like that's how you know it's good tv if you get yeah. somebody who doesn't normally binge a series and take time for themselves to watch it um so it it's a really 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 good show and there's funny parts there's parts where you want to cry the neighbors mowing his lawn. Yeah, sorry for that uh, excess on a noise. Friday in afternoon, the background. There's a neighbor <laughs> mowing his lawn, and it's certainly going to get picked up on the microphone. Emily has worked so hard to like make sure that our sound is perfect, and it's a work in progress. If you have any internal judgments about that, we don't need to hear it. Sorry, Justin and Bill. I don't, I don't know how to record audio. I'm learning. It's a learning process. We don't have Leave a Steven. Leave me be. Get uh. a mixer. <laughs> Taco Bell sponsors. Sponsor us, we can get a mixer. mixer. Um, so, it, it's a it's a really good show, and it's not it's not too sitcommy. Nobody's learning any lessons, you know. <laughs> They're not shoving it in your face. It, it's great, and I anybody who needs a show that and it, it yeah, it's like heavy content. Like yeah, it's people dealing with grief, but at the same time, it's a little soapy. You yeah. know, there's there's some pretty crazy shit that happens. Also, James Marsden is in it, and as he should be. Yeah, as he should be in everything. Speaking of somebody who ages well, how old is he now? 72? Yeah, he's like, he's got Paul Rudd syndrome. Honestly. Yeah. I'm going to have to figure out how old he is. Paul Rudd just turned 50? James Marsden has got to be like 46. He's got to be, yeah, at least mid-40s. Yeah. For how long he's been doing stuff. Yes. Yeah. Looks exactly the same. He does. Good for him. Um. So... I really, really don't want to spoil things. Okay. I'll watch it. Just watch it. Just everybody, trust me. Catherine liked this one, so I can't even yell at her about it. (laughs) She actually watched it before me. Um, Oh, and when you finish it, there's uh, a cool theory about the ending. Not a cool theory. A theory that will blow your mind. It's a cool thing that happens. It's not a cool thing that happens. It blows your mind. And there's a theory about why it happened that also blows your mind. Oh, exciting. So... 
I uh, I am definitely going to give this show four out of five. My take on enchilada casserole casseroles. <laughs> Enchiladas. Enchiladas. <laughs> this is my take on enchilada casserole. <laughs> no. Why are there raisins in it? <laughs> no. So I, I haven't seen the rest of the show, but one of the things that made me know that I would want to watch it is they have a, a video compilation of all of the times that Jen says no to things. Oh, they do? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like... That's my kind of gal. Oh my god, she's so so. Because I high to strung. be able to say no. I I feel like I'm already pretty good at it, and I try to teach my ways to other people. Yeah. Um, you're t- helping I've, me. I've it, and uh, our friend Jen. I've tried to teach it because she is so open and will do anything that anybody asked of her. And I'm like, you need no. to know how to say no. 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 A complete sentence. No. No. And, and she the couple of times that she's in her life that she's done it, she's it's good. It's good. You say no. No is a good word. No is a good word. No, no is, is a, a very good sentence. word. You don't need to overwhelm your stuff with stuff. Oh, another reason why I think you would strongly identify with Jen is that her way of meditating is by listening to heavy metal music very I, loudly yes, in the I car. Yes, I saw that in the first episode. I'm like, yeah. yeah mine's uh, it's D-Ant word, actually. Yeah. <laughs> less than heavy, more or less heavy metal, more rap. <laughs> is that rap? I still have never listened. Is it rap? Uh, uh, it's it is its own genre of music <laughs> altogether. Yes, it's technically rap, but also a little bit electronic and trance and uh. It's, it's like Swedish house music. It's uh, South African. It's the Trevor Noah. <laughs> uh, Trevor. I'm pretty sure he does not listen to D Antwerp. Probably not. But um, if you ever want to uh, to go down a mind fuck rabbit hole, <laughs> um, uh, didn't they play a song at bar once? Yes, yes. And I was like, that's how I knew I like my bar instructor. Because I was like, is she playing Is she playing a D and word sample? She is. Oh, my God. It was amazing. Um, look up the video uh, Rich Bitch by okay. D and word. That's, okay. that's where you should really start. That's where uh, Tristan started me off on it. Because he, oh. he, when we first met, uh, he had to get a feel of whether we were kindred spirits. And then when he realized that, he's like, let me introduce you to this. <laughs> and thank you for that. <laughs> Should I let you know that I listen to this kind of music? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I mean, you know, you normally listen to an Elton John mix. Elton John, Rufus Wainwright. Yeah. Slow, quiet music. Yes. And then DM word. Yes. Um, so, oh, one thing I learned today when I was researching this article is that Christina Applegate actually went herself to some therapy after filming the show because it was so heavy for Mm her, um, and revelatory is, is that a word that if you don't deal with these things, anything that happens in your life and, um, I, she is divorced from Jonathan Sayich. We were talking, talking about, about this yeah. the other night. <laughs> um, they got divorced in like 2007, and she has since remarried and had a child. Okay. Um, in 2008, she had a double mastectomy, mm-hmm. which I thought it was so fucking cool that they brought that into the show. And she got to just basically tell her story. Mm-hmm. You haven't gotten there yet. You're looking at me like... Nope, nope. I haven't gotten there yet. I'm like, oh, they do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're I'm, talking about... not a spoilery, though. They're talking about boobs... For some reason. And then it comes up. And mm. I was like, she did that. Yeah. She went through that. That's cool. It's cool when they bring things up that the actress has gone through. Yeah. Because then she can act it. Yep. And then realize, maybe I should go to therapy about it. Yeah, I should talk about it. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yes. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. I will watch it. Yeah. 
I think uh, I, I've heard that the boys are going hiking. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh at that. Um, this weekend, so no, it's too hot. I'll, uh, I think I, I will probably have some time on Sunday to to watch the whole thing. The whole thing. You're gonna get through the whole thing, yeah, and then probably. you can also do one into a flea bag, which I, you know, I was debating like, oh god, because I'm worried about timing. I'm not ready to talk about Fleabag yet. Someday. Someday you'll talk about Fleabag. <laughs> someday I'll finish the Umbrella Academy. Nope. 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 No, I will not. Nope. I'm never finishing it. We are right there with you. <laughs> that show was boring as well. Sorry. I, like, I know I'm supposed to like it but because of like you know my inklings, but I didn't. Not all nerd shows are created equal. Truth. Very and true. And that one was... Uh, hmm. Yeah. It's not my jam. No. Not my Jimmy jam. No, and the actors were weird, and that guy was too big. <laughs> Why is he so big? <laughs> that guy was too big. He was way too big. Dick on Tarly. <laughs> Dick on you got too big. Is too big. And why was he on the moon? And I'm sure you would. I would learn all these things if I watched <laughs> the show. But it was so painfully boring that I'm yes. never going to find yes. out. It's like there's all this weird shit, but I don't fucking care about, no. any, about finding out why Let's it's weird. Let's just read about it. There's got to be like a YouTube video. Well, there's also the graphic novel that it's based on. I'm not going to read that. Show me a YouTube summary. <laughs> And show it to me because I won't go to YouTube myself and seek and it out. search for it. Because if there's one thing I'm really bad at, it's YouTube. Um, if it's on Twitter, sure. Yeah. I'm just, okay, I'm there. I'll share it to Twitter so you watch it. Yes, yes, I'll yes. find one. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm sorry that my two reviews were about uh, grief and uh, depression and mental health. The moral of the story is therapy is great. It's great. Medication is great. Terrific. Do these things. Um, Ketamine is great. 10 out of 10. Take you take your pills. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Take your fucking pills. Ten out of ten. Take your pills. Reverse the stigma. Mm-hmm. I know I'm late to the game on Mental Health Awareness Month. I tried. It, it's it should be always Mental Health Awareness Month. Every month is Mental Health it's Awareness not, Month. Uh, something that goes away when the month of May is over. No, it's always there, and it's always important to talk about. And Neither does women's history or nope. Black history or, black, <laughs> or black history. Or LGBTQ history. It's always All important. of these things are always important. Yes. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, speaking of which, what's on uh, What's on the horizon? I don't fucking know. I really, I want to go see Booksmart. Um, but I also, I still have not seen Longshot with Seth Rogen mm. and Charlize. And now it's getting to the point where it's probably not even in in a lot of theaters anymore. And so I may have to wait. No. And, um, but... Uh, next week, Handmaid's Tale starts back up. I can't. Don't make me. You gotta. I can't. It's important and you gotta. To be prepared. I can't. it's getting to the point where some of this shit's actually happening, so we need to know what to do to stop it when it happens. (laughs) So it's getting more and more documentary style when it was supposed to be like, oh my god, this could never happen. What if, like, I'm too... They they wouldn't make me have a baby because I'm old. They wouldn't want my baby. Depends on if you're fertile. It doesn't fucking matter. I I don't know. I probably they don't am. care. They don't care as long as you. I use put, birth control. All you are is a baby factory. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. It sounds so outrageous and so ridiculous, and then it doesn't. And then. Okay, we're not gonna go on political rants. But, reality. But fuck you, South, Southern United States. Honestly, just in general. God, I am glad that off. I got my visits there like before things got really awful. I hope I never yeah. have to visit there again. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm going to talk about Fleabag at some point. Yeah. 
I think I need you to watch it first, though. Okay. I can't be the one that spoils Fleabag for you. Everybody else, if you're listening, your homework is to watch Fleabag, Mm -hmm. season one and season two, if you're my friend Alyssa. Uh, Don't watch season two first, because you'll miss out (laughs) on a lot of the jokes. Um, Yeah, I think you should watch it before, because I'm going to feel really bad spoiling it. Got it. I'll watch it. Yeah. Everybody else, also, mom, (laughs) Catherine. Anyone else? It. It's on Netflix, yeah? Bueller. Amazon Prime. Okay, even better. Yes. I don't Basically. know why it's better. That's not better. It's just it's <laughs> equal. But whatever. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, and I finished Killing Eve, and we have to talk about that at some point as well. Oh, my God. So many things. Okay, well. Some, such things. Such things. Stuff and things. Uh, we also have the finale of RuPaul's Drag Race tonight. That was on yesterday. That has been spoiled yeah. for both of us already. It, it was bound to, with as many drag queens as I follow on social media. I know. I, there was no way that I was going to be able to avoid it. So it like, I inadvertently opened up Instagram and the first fucking picture. I'm like, shit. Uh, those algorithms got I, you. They were like, what does Emily love the most? It's drag okay. queen. We'll talk about that next week because if for if. If it hasn't been spoiled for you, maybe we'll talk about it next week. Maybe you don't follow all of the drag queens on social media. You should. But you know who you should follow on social media? Hmm. Us. Oh, that was smart. That was sweet. That was pretty smart. Spit take. You should follow us um, at Broadspod. Because again, the broad review was taken. And if you're out there and you have it, can we have it? Can we please have it? Can we have it? Thank you. I'll give you uh, $4. Um, There's a camera next to me you can have. You can't have it. You can't have it. You can't actually have that. Um, so follow us on the Twitter, mm-hmm. the Instagram, the Facebook, if you're still doing that thing. DTF. <laughs> DTF. <laughs> Down to Facebook. And um, don't forget that we are now on iTunes. Yeah. Spotify. Yeah. Still on SoundCloud. Don't delete the app. Emily's husband. God damn it. And uh, if you're a Stitcher person, we're there too. You might be. You might Someone be. Someone might be. Somewhere. Someone might be. I thought it was a big deal. Apparently it's not. <laughs> Whatever. And uh, if you want to sponsor us so that we can get um, better equipment, sponsor us. Yeah, we have an email address that you can send. Uh, Taco just Bell. send a check to our email. Uh, send a check to broadspod at gmail.com. Taco yeah. Bell. McDonald's. Uh, sandals Resorts. Sandals. About sandals. I did tag him in my last post, though. <laughs> They're probably like, why the fuck does this person keep tagging us? You can't There's just put sandals because that's like feet feet porn yeah no it's sandals resorts yeah yeah there's so many people that we talked about i mean come on we just talked about how great stitcher was stitcher (laughs) do they do that no no they'll give us ads and then they make money off of it yeah and fuck that no no i'll do i'll try a free mattress amazon prime video no no they don't sponsor people do they no i don't know (laughs) just i'm just throwing names out there I listen total tangent. I listen to a really good podcast called To Live and Die in LA. And you know how ads are like separate? Yeah. This guy would just be like, I'm just gonna read the copy for this ad, monotone voice, this mattress, blah 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 blah. blah, blah. <laughs> like he hated it. But well, he had I mean, to do it. You have to do it. He had to do it. Yeah. And it was a really good podcast, really good true crime story, live and happening as the podcast is happening, and then he would cut to an ad and he'd be like I've actually tried this one. This one is actually a really good meal prep kit, so try it. (laughs) He hated it. It was great. But we won't do that. No, we'll we'll be enthusiastic and Fucking song and dance. uh, uh, Squarespace. I'll even try... Casper Mattress. I will even try Madison Reed. Well, I already use that. 
We'll sponsor us. What the fuck? Just come on. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's end this shit. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope the guy across the street is having a great time mowing his lawn. Thank you for that, neighbor. Thanks for ruining our podcast. Jesus Christ. The audio was perfect up until then. Totally perfect. We've mastered this. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, all the things. And we will talk to you next week. Uh-huh. Best wishes. <laughs> and warmest regards. Bye-bye. Bye.